Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Trapnik Girls Talk podcast. I'm your host, as ever, Ross. I'm joined by my co-host and townswoman skipper, Blue Wilson. We were away last week because there was no game to talk about, plus I was very ill. But we're back, ready to go. Blue, thanks for joining me, as ever. We're going to talk about the 4-0 win against Corley Ross and all the other bits and bobs around that game. But first of all, how are you and how's your recovery going? Let's get an update. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. It sounds like I've had a better week than you, Ross, but I'm glad you're back and somewhat healthy. Um, so yeah, recovery's going really well. Um, I'm in a really good place. Um, knee is sort of, it's, yeah, it's been really good, really sort of speedy, but obviously a long way to go. Um, but early stages, uh, I'm happy and moving about off crutches. Um, so yeah, I had my first day in at work today, so um, it's it's really positive. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad the girls are still winning too. Um, good to see. I wasn't at the game sadly, but I was following again on Twitter and caught the highlights um, and watched a bit of the game. But yeah, they don't need me. They're winning. They, they can't stop winning. No, they still need you. They still need you. <laughs> You're there in spirit. They're thinking yeah, of you. That's you know, that's you know, when the, when the injured players, that's the back of their mind. We've got to win this game for Blue. I'm <laughs> win this game for Pescat. Got to win yeah. this game for anybody else who's injured. Yeah. Um, but no, a fantastic win. Um, on Sunday, a 4-0 win against Crawley Wasps, a.k.a. Crawley Bees, which Steve Foley called them during the game. Um, I think he got mi- mixed up basically with London Bees and he just said that. But we, we all we all love Steve, who's uh, the announcer at the game. Um, but no, a 4-0 win. Natasha Thomas, um, a goal from her and a free assist from her. Zoe Barrett and also Lucy Egan got one of our, one of our rare goals and, of course, an own goal uh, to wrap up the win. Um, but before the game, uh, they had to do the... The thing that I'm sure a lot of players hate is to train on a different bit of a, a pitch or just a random grass bit because the surface at Felix Stowe wasn't great. It is because the weather, of course, last week got postponed. And I want to quickly ask you, Blue, you know, when you've been preparing all week for a game and then it gets postponed, what, as a player, does that affect you a little bit and do you get a bit annoyed? It's not sometimes the pitcher's fault, but it's just one of those things, isn't it? Yeah, I think definitely. I think the girls knew that it would likely be postponed just because how bad the weather was. Um, but mentally you prepare yourself still and it's annoying when it gets called off, but also, I mean, I'd rather play on a nice day than, or a better day on a better surface than sort of slog it out on a, uh, a not great Felix though. So yeah, I mean, it's worked out for us this time because we've got the win. Um, again, like you said, they warmed up on a different pitch, which I don't think hem- helps immensely with preparation. Um, but we got the job done. Um, and yeah, we're, th- we're through to the next round. Wimbledon away. Definitely. And we'll, we'll get onto that later in the podcast. And one thing that made me laugh, actually, was Joe before the game and just like saying, all the fans are in the ground, you know, preparing, just watching nothing at the moment. They're getting their refreshments. And then they've got the players, of course, outside the ground, you know, doing the warm up, doing everything. I'm sure it is a bit weird when players and, no, and fans just turning up and go, where are the players? And then they're outside warming up. But um, it's, yeah, as you said, it's not great preparation. And, you know, because you're not actually running and training actually on the pitch you'll be playing on, which, you know, we had to do against MK Dons. But they got the job done. 4-0 win. Tash scored the opening goal. A very cagey first half because of the the surface and just how the game was playing out. But uh, they went into another gear. Tash scoring five minutes before, uh, five minutes after the, the restart. Uh, mm-hmm. With another good goal, Summer Who's on fire again, Gab- galloping as she does uh, down the she wing. Runs, she runs for fun, that girl. She just runs for fun. Never seen and anything like it. 
Yeah, and she's so young as well, as well. You know, well, a lot of our squad are, are and I, I remember someone, a fan, speaking to me and go, "Who's this Summer? Who? She looks, you know, she looks so young when she is, and she's <laughs> performing every week. She's a consistent yeah. performer and a great assist for Tasha's goal. We'll have a goal from her, and then she got three assists. Um, Lucy Egan with um, a, a good strike on off on off the post, um, and she scores not many goals, but she was a destroyer in that midfield on on the weekends. Um, and yeah, it was a good goal. Whenever I see Lucy Egan playing four in midfield, I do feel for the other team um, because she just is, she is like, there's no nonsense. It's just absolute. Yeah, she's a force to be reckoned with. And I think she only scores volleys. The girl only yeah. scores volleys. It's, <laughs> she, she either doesn't score or scores worldies. Um, so yeah, please for her. And I've heard a lot from the girls that her performance is great. Um, along with Tash, again, three three assists and a goal. Um, it looks like they just turned it on in the second half, went into went into an extra gear, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of names to mention. But a question for you as you were there: How would you, where would you rank um, yesterday's game in terms of performances throughout the season? Was it was it good? Was it could have been better? I know the first half was a bit scrappy, um, but where would you rank it in terms of our performances this season? I will admit the first half I was a bit worried. I thought this is this is not good. Um, it could be the same as the MK Dons game. It, you know, we've had a few cagey games, some close games, but I think it's definitely up there. Second half performance. I think we, as I said, went into a different gear. Like with Lucy Egan, she's a destroyer, but also on the ball, she's just fantastic. She can pick up the ball and she can just do an amazing run, which yeah. is pretty much what she did for her goal. Um, I think it's definitely up there in the top top four games, top five games, because okay. the Plymouth game, the Plymouth game is definitely up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just for a, a good finish for the game as well, getting that fourth goal, we could have been could have been six or seven at the end. Really, we had a few chances. Even the first half, even though it was cagey, Manny yeah. Biggs had an opportunity. She hit the hit the post. Um, I think I forgot who who headed off the crossbar. Which bit that was? Someone did that anyway. Um, so we could have been one or two up in the first half, but it was just so just one of those games where our chances just didn't come to us. Um, but no, I would say second half performance definitely one of our best this season, um, and it's just good that we got the goals and we're through. Um, of course, got to mention Zoe Barrett and have a goal from her top goal scorer this season. Um, you know, like many players, they, she signed a pro deal this summer. She's been able to get consistent performances. And do you think that's helped her as well, just playing consistently and playing in the first 11? Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's been unstoppable. Um, I think injuries to an extent, but also her, like she's stepped it up this year. She really has. Um, and you can see that by her stats. You just know she's going to score. You're not, shocked, you're not shocked by it. Um, so, yeah, great for her to get a, another goal um, to add to her tally. Um, but, yeah, I mean... We've had so many sort of stars come through this season. Kyra, for example, you mentioned Summer Hughes. Um, Brazero came off the bench. Uh, there's so many coming through and it's great to see. I think we should also mention, as I'm a defender, a clean sheet as well, um, yeah. which I think we sort of look past often uh, in terms of football, but we have so many clean sheets and that's that's down to the back four and Sarah, obviously. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we had Sarah on in the previous podcast and, um, yeah, she doesn't have to do much, but when she does have to do some stuff, she, she's alert, she's ready yeah. to go and, yeah, you got to give credit to the back four. You know, Paige Peak, I think she's got new boots, by the way. 
She has. I've got, I've got a story about the, her boots. I'm pretty sure they're from um, James Norwood. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're a present from James Norwood. So maybe, I don't know, a bit of a connection there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they're working for her. I think she's been, we, again, haven't mentioned her much this season, but solid um, as of all the back four, Liv Smith, um, Lucy, when she's been playing at the back, they're just they're just solid. You can rely on them, and that's why we've done so well going forward. Yeah, I think um, Paige Peaks is just the silent assassin. Really, she's just yeah. there in the background, doing the business, doing the job. Of course, taking a few free kicks when she can. Um, she hasn't scored one just yet, and a few penalties. Yeah, yeah. she just steps up and score penalties. Yeah. Um, but she's just that silent player. She says she doesn't get mentioned as much, but we do know. She's very important to our squad and she does, you know, play really well indeed. Um, and I want to mention as well, Barrett actually came off the bench and scored. So nice. even though she didn't start, she came off the bench and scored. So that is that is fantastic. And um, I want to mention another player, um, of course, Anna Gray. She's been injured, unfortunately, the last few weeks, months. Um, but she was back on the bench. She didn't come on. Probably wasn't the best time for her to come on, really, because the surface and it's very still early days. But that must have been good news for fans and, and yourself seeing that as well. Yeah, definitely. I think there's there's no need to rush these things. We've we've really struggled with injuries this season. Um, so yeah, no need to rush these things. And Anna's a great player, an exciting player to watch. And I know I know she's very much a fan favourite. Um, so hopefully in the weeks to come, um, she'll get a few minutes before Christmas and then recover fully for the games after business end of the season. Definitely, and um, I think it's a good segue into, of course, some injury news. Um, of course. Your setback back with the ACL. We also had another setback with another ACL, and that was, of course, Sophie Pesca, another key player in our squad. Um, she was the first player to get that sign, that professional contract. Yes. Um, she had a fantastic start to the season, of course, six assists, got a goal for herself as well. Um, but then she got the, the worst news possible, and uh, she got the ACL injury. And of course, she's had a, a successful surgery, and it was great to see her. She was at the game on Sunday as well, which is great to see. Um, she's still, you know, a smiley self and um, loving being part of the group and I think she's just happy that it went well and um what what's your your feelings on that and it's, it's another sad case of just injury where it's a big season yeah I remember speaking to her when she initially did it and we were sort of comparing each other to each other and I was like yeah pesky but it doesn't it doesn't mean you've done your ACL and then obviously it came out that she she had I was gutted for her I remember she texted me and I was like oh my god I literally my heart dropped um I think I was probably more more upset for her than when I did mine, which is a strange thing, but she's been such, she's such a good player. And especially this season, I mean, every season that she's played for Ipswich. Um, so yeah, I was really gutted for her, but also a little bit pleased that if we have to go through this, at least there's two of us. Um, so I, I think we'll spend a lot of our time together through the rehab journey um, because her surgery was only a few days after mine. Um, so Hopefully, we'll form a little rehab club, um, a little bond together and get through it um, and be back and ready to rip up whatever league we're in. Definitely. Well said. And um, I'm sure we'll have Pesca on the show at some point to talk about her update on her injury and other bits and bobs. I'm sure she's going to be going to as many games as possible as well. Um, just her stats is just unre unreal. 19 goals in 33 games. Like She gets a lot of assists, but she does score a lot of goals. It's just when she's like, broke through like that, you know, that group of players, Paige, Pete, yourself, yeah. um, Anna Gray, Laffey, Biggs, you know, all of you coming through, 
she was one of those that just ripping up. She was scoring goals for fun and playing just ripping. She's got pace as well, so she was ripping oh. up. That those fullbacks were just scared because they were like, oh no, I'm gonna get ripped apart from this winger. I know. I think she she moves with the ball. One of the best in our team. I think her and Lucy O'Brien, the way they dribbled the ball was just dreamy. I mean, I wish I had that. Um, but yeah, I think again, gutted for her. But I'm sure she'll be back. Um, she loves the gym. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure we'll be pushing each other um, on the way to coming back. Um, but yeah, oh, what a player and she will be back. Definitely. And um, I'm going to bring the cliche book out. You two are going to be like new signings when you come back. <laughs> um, so I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that. Whatever league we're in is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, next up, of course, is another FA Cup game. We've had the FA Cup. Now we've got another FA Cup game, of course, through to the third round of the FA Cup. AS Wimbledon are the opponents and it's going to be actually at a stadium. Now we can confirm this is true because we were saying about the FK Dodds game, it was going to be at Stadium OK. Yeah. Then we got told about a few hours later, you're wrong on the podcast, but we are <laughs> going to be at Plough Lane, aka the Cherry Record Stadium or whatever it's called, um, which is great because it's an opportunity for the girls to play in a stadium. And it's one of the, a new stadium, of course, because it got rebuilt mm. only recently, um, which I think players are going to relish that after playing on the Felix Stowe's pitch. Sorry, Felix Stowe, but then playing on a pristine League One football ground, it's going to be fantastic. And we've got a bit of um, revenge against as to women as well, because last time we played them, January 2020, we lost 2-1. Um, they got 10 players and player got sent off. And also they scored a 35-yard free kick, which um, you were played in that game. So what's your bad memories of that one? Yeah, I think that the mention of Wimbledon away gives me the shivers. It's a hor- that was a horrible day um, and one that we quickly forgot, I think. Um, so, yeah, we'll be looking to get revenge. And I'm, I'm sort of glad we're not playing at the same pitch. Um, so, yeah, I think... That day, everything that could have gone wrong probably went wrong. Um, it just wasn't falling for us. And they, the ref was interesting. Um, and yeah, they scored a worldy free kick um, when they went down to 10 players. And it sort of shocked us. It took us by surprise. Um, but yeah, we'll be ready to get revenge. A nice stadium. Although we love Felix's, Felix Doe's character, it is nice to play at a big stadium with a nice pitch. So I was just um, quickly looking at where Wimbledon are in their league. Um, I didn't get up quick enough. So there's a little pause there. Um, I'm just trying to look where they are. Um, let me just get it up. Um, but while I look for that, Blue, um, I've got the mention in the intro. Um, of course, we've got to give a shout out to the two Ks, uh, Kev and Kieran, because they gave you a care package. And I heard one of the care packages was Bonnie Horwood's breakfast. So explain, and also the care package in general. Yeah, so um, Kieran and Kev came to visit me um, at my family family home in Norfolk, where I've been sort of recovering. Um, so they came to visit. We went out for lunch and stuff like that. So yeah, they came with a care package, and in it was um, Bonnie. Uh, I think it was called Bonnie's breakfast or something like that. So Bonnie notoriously is known for having a Mars bar for breakfast. Um, which, I mean, it works for her. I think I might try doing it because she's never injured. She's still playing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably next to me. It also had a Red Bull in it because she <laughs> loves Red Bull before the game, as do I, to be fair, and a few of us. Um, so, yeah, it did make me laugh and it was a great care package. So a big shout out to Kevin Kieran. Um, yeah, it was very, it was very, very nice for them. 
Yeah, good old, good old two Ks. They were uh, my buddies for the game on Sunday because they had to give me a lift as standard. Um, <laughs> but no, it's always good to have Kev about. He's always his um, top self. Um, and I'm just going to quickly go back. So Wimbledon are currently fifth in the division below. Uh, five wins, two draws, and two defeats. Fifteen goal difference, though, so not too shabby. Mm. Um, what's your prediction then? Good chuck out there straight away. Oh, I haven't thought about this yet, actually. Um, I think it'll be a tough game because I think they're one of those teams who have a bit of grit about them. Um, so I think it'll be a tough game. Um, but on a nice pitch, I back us. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go three nil. I'm going to go three nil. I think we'll turn it on in a big pitch, um, like we did against Plymouth. We play good football on a good pitch. So three nil. I'm going to go nice and positive. What about you? I'm thinking I'm going to say, but I think clean sheet is always got to be the predictable thing because yeah. I, I don't see it has to be a weldy to for yeah, us to concede or a mistake. Sorry <laughs> to say, there's always a mistake in a team. Um, but no, I think three 0 I think is a good prediction actually. I want to go with the same. I'm not copying you. I just think that is a good yeah. bet really. Three 0 win. Um, goals I think from all over the pitch. I don't think it'll be. I don't know, it could be a hat-trick. Someone could score a hat-trick in the stadium. Maddie Biggs could come up and score in another stadium. She yeah. did that at Huddersfield. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I wouldn't be shocked um, by that. Um, no. I've got a question to ask you, actually, Ross. Go ahead. So, Joe is known for wearing his baseball cap. Um, it's, it's, it's his thing now. But I want your prediction on when he's going to transfer to the woolly hat, the bobble hat. Because he is also known for a bobble hat, I think, in previous mm. seasons. But I haven't seen it out yet. I haven't been in a training, but um, I wonder on a match day whether Sunday will be the first appearance of the bubble hat. That's a good shout. I'm a bit actually concerned if any player has actually, or the new players, have ever seen Joe without a hat on. <laughs> I don't think they have. I don't think no, they have. I think it may be a rare instance where he's took it off just to quickly have a little itch. Um, but yeah, since definitely the last two seasons, he's been wearing that baseball cap. And I just like think, oh, he didn't wear that at the beginning, but he did have the you know bubble hat as you said, which was town one. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely getting colder now. Yes. Um, Sunday was cold. My feet was getting the you know brutal part of it because they were just they were frozen. Um, but yeah, I think it could be a good prediction for this Sunday. Joe could yeah. bring it out if he is listening. Joe, let Maybe. us know. It might be um, a superstitious we'll thing though, so I don't know whether he's stuck with his baseball hat for the rest of his coaching career. I, I don't know. I don't know. Possibly. The problem is, though, if he has, ever loses it, then dearie me, what's going to happen? Is he, will he just buy a quick one? And then, you know, just say, yeah, I've never lost it. Just, it's I've just, got, yeah. I've got a story about this, actually. Okay. I think it was last week, Kieran was telling me. Um, so Kieran's like head of head of ops, sorts everything out, basically. Um, and he, he was, as, as well as his media duties. But... Um, Apparently, Joe had forgotten his hat at Milsom's, so he went for a coffee at Milsom's and had gone back to his home. And he was like, oh, my God, Kieran, I've, I've left my hat at Milsom's, Milsom's car park. I think I must have dropped it. So, so Kieran's had to drive to Milsom's and get his hat. I was like, Kieran, did you actually do that? And he was like, yeah, of course I did that. Uh, so, so it must be superstitious. I don't know. It must be superstitious. I think yeah. so. I think so. But that that is that is unreal. That is yeah. great effort from Kieran. Well yeah. played, Kieran. I know you're listening. That is that is fantastic. That is that is great. But I think that's a good question though. Will Will Joe transfer to the ball hat, or is the baseball cap staying for good? And I think it needs to be there. I think it does suit him. To be fair, it does. Yeah. Some people who wear hats, they just don't look good on you. But um, for him, it looks good. 
looks good on the gaffer. Um, but enough that nonsense. Or always good nonsense, of course. Um, any other notes before we wrap up for this week's podcast? Um, we're recording this on the Monday, um, so we've got a whole week to for the players to get ready for the game for Sunday. Of course, it should be, a, hopefully, a decent crowd at Wimbledon because it's a stadium game. I think when they had their last stadium game, I think they got about 1,000 people. So yeah. it'll be a good attendance and stuff. But any other notes before we wrap up, Lou? No, I don't think so. Just looking forward to the, the game on Sunday. I know it's almost Christmas, not many games left. But, yeah, hopefully it'll be a good result. And um, we love the FA Cup. Everyone loves the FA Cup. So hopefully uh, we'll perform and get the job done. Definitely, and we'll be, hopefully be in the the hat for the next draw because I think that's time for the big guns to come in. I think possibly. But yeah. yeah, I think so. I think the WSL teams do come in. Um, so yeah, that that'll be a that'll be a big one if we can get the job done. But not looking ahead um, too quickly. Let's get the job done first. Definitely, and um, hopefully I am at the game because I'm actually at the men's game on Saturday in Wigan, and yes. it's still very debatable if I can make it. So. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. If not, next week, we're going to have to have a lot of guests on because <laughs> me and Blue may not be at the game. So we're going to have to have people who are at the game. But stay tuned for that. Blue, thanks for joining me as ever. Uh, make sure to stay tuned to all the other content that we bring on Kings of Anglia. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the Girls Talk. Uh, follow us on all the socials on Kings of Anglia. Also follow Blue on Twitter and all the other socials she's on. And myself as well at Ross Mini UK. And we'll be back next week to bring you now a Track the Girls Talk podcast. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.